listening to a Drishti Point podcast. Please visit our website for more inspiring interviews on yoga, spirituality, and wellness. You are listening to Drishti Point, and I'm your host, Farah Nazrali. Today's guest is His Holiness Paramhans Swami Maheshwarananda, known as Swamiji. Since 1972, Swamiji has lived and worked in Europe, where he founded the Yoga in Daily Life system. Yoga in Daily Life is a holistic system for mind, body, consciousness, and soul, and it's based on the ancient teachings of yoga and adapted for today. Today we're on the telephone with Swamiji, who's in India. Welcome, Swamiji. Thank you very much. Good evening and good morning from India. <laughs> Today, I thought it would be really wonderful if you could talk to us about the different kinds of yoga. In your book, Hidden Power in Humans, you talk of yoga as a realization of oneness, and you describe four different yoga paths: bhakti, karma, raja, and jnana. I'm wondering if you could explain to our listeners what each of those means in detail. Yes, thank you very much, and welcome all the listeners uh, and many greetings from India. <clears throat> uh, well, uh, the yoga is only one that we call the yoga. It means the union from the individual to the cosmic self. But to achieve this. There are many different kinds of yoga paths or techniques which is described. <clears throat> that they call also mantra yoga, kriya yoga, surat yoga, hatha yoga, and so many. But the finally, um, Maharishi Patanjali, mm-hmm. who lived 1,500 years before Christ, mm-hmm. and he then. modified everything and put into the four parts of yoga which contains all the mantras the hatha yoga the kriyas and many many things so first he is uh, talking about karma yoga which god krishna also tells in bhagavad gita yoga karma shukoshlam it means your yoga practice will be successful while doing karma now the karma words comes from kriya it means to do something and we are doing the karma through different four parts or different four way mm-hmm. the one is called body whatever we do through the body even eating drinking sleeping and so on is also known as a karma then <clears throat> uh, through the mind whatever we are thinking and whatever comes in our mind good or bad everything will be counted as our karma or our actions or our deeds and then it comes through our words whatever we will speak good or bad it will have a reflection on ourselves after this comes uh, the social position economical position and that means <coughs> sorry the social position what we have we can do through this good things or we can do also bad things good things will have a good result and negative will have bad result so these are the four different uh, ways how one can create karma good karma leads us towards spirituality spiritual development and god realization bad karma will create troubles in the life illnesses uh suffering that what we call in the english the sins bad karma means the sins and that can lead even the individual soul after leaving this body towards the darkness or many different troubles so this is how the <coughs> karma yoga is done through this four different ways now the karma 
divided into parts. One is called Nishkam Karma. Mm-hmm. Nishkam means selfless service, helping the needy creatures, helping the animals, even helping the trees, helping the people, the blind people, the paralyzed people, the old people, the children, and anyone who is suffering or needs some help. So help without expectations. Help without receiving the money or anything, what we call. So this is, do you hear me? Yes, very well. Yes. So this is the Nishkam Karma Yoga. For example, in every ashrams, in every temples, in every monasteries, they are helping the people. And in ashrams, temples, they help all creatures and everyone. So that will have a very good result. What I used to say, helping hands have more values than the folded hands. This is called Nishkam Karma, selfless service, selfless work, without expectation of thank or money or any awards. The second comes, that's called Shakam Karma. Shakam karma means the selfish service that you do, but you expect something. Now, in this is there are two parts. One is, though you get a money, but you are doing something good, that will have a better influence on your spiritual development. But if you do something with full of ego, greediness, ambitions, or causing someone pain, and so on, that will be like call it sin, or killing other animals, killing humans, and destroying the forest, even destroying and polluting the waters. These are all known as bad karmas. Bad karmas means a sin. And, uh, and uh, the result of this will be negative. So this is how the Patanjali puts in his first uh, instructions, karma yoga. That through karma, everyone can get salvation or everyone can get realization. Because the Patanjali is now a father of psychology. Mm-hmm. And Patanjali researched the entire human existence the whole human phenomenon, body, mind, emotion, intellect, consciousness, soul, and the atma, and so on. So, he means that through helping, through working, we can purify all the negative energy or the negative karma, and we can come to the God. So this is the, how they call the karma yoga. It has many, many other instructions doing in the Karma Yoga, but these are the major part of Karma Yoga. Karma Yoga has two points, Shakam Karma and Nishkam Karma. Now, I'm not sure if I understood correctly, but is Karma Yoga a path just on its own that can lead to self-realization just on its own, or is it part of the other three three other parts of yoga that together lead to self-realization? Well, each four different kinds of yoga has a connection to each other. Mm-hmm. For example, bhakti yoga. So if you don't have a love in your heart, if you don't have a mercy in your heart, mm-hmm. then you will not do the service or what you call the Nishkam Karma. I see. Then, second part is called Raja Yoga. Raja Yoga is a discipline, yoga of discipline. So, if you have no discipline to work and help, 
then you cannot be successful. Therefore, the Raj Yoga is also connected very deeply with Karma Yoga. And then you have <clears throat> and then you have the Gyan Yoga, the philosophy, the knowledge. So whatever you do, you should know what you are doing. As a God Krishna said to Arjuna, Arjuna, before doing any actions, you should know the form of your karma. When you will know the form of your karma, then you will know the result. And when you will know the result will be negative, maybe you will not decide to do, or you will know it has a good result, you will do more service. So, all these three yogas, the Bhakti Yoga, Raja Yoga, and Jnana Yoga is connected directly to the Karma Yoga. Now, the Karma Yoga is also connected to the other three. So, it means all four has a ratio together. And so, one cannot say that I am only Karma Yogi. And this you can do also at home, household life, what you do for your families, what you do for your friends, and even at home you can feed the birds in your garden. Many, many things we can do good things. So this is how the karma yoga is. Understand? Absolutely. I hope. Maybe maybe it might take me another lifetime, but I'm hoping to understand. And can you now describe bhakti yoga and the different practices that form a part of bhakti yoga? Bhagavan, the God, and uh, that is described very nicely in two books, if one aspirant or the listeners would like to read more about this. Mm-hmm. One book is called the Bhagavad Gita, and the twelfth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita entirely dedicated to the Bhakti Yoga. It means yoga of the devotion. That's called Bhakti Yoga. Mm-hmm. The <clears throat> second book is written by well-known person called Swami Vivekananda. And Swami Vivekananda has written very nice books on all four parts of yoga. And that is described very nicely about Bhakti Yoga, Jnana Yoga, Karma Yoga, and Raj Yoga. So, the bhakti means devotion, or bhakti means love. It is said in the old scriptures, which is written thousands of years, love is God, and God is love. Where there is a love, there is a God, and where there is a God, there is a love. It means it is the mercy of the God that awakes in our heart, in our intellect, in our mind, in our emotion, and in our action, the love. And that love is a very, very important. Now, Akti Yoga <clears throat> also divided in two parts. And these two parts is known as Shakam Bhakti and Nishkam Bhakti. Now, this is exactly the same principles like Karma Yoga have Shakam Karma and Nishkam Karma. Now, one part of the Shakam Bhakti means the self-feast Bhakti means we are praying to God to help us to become healthy, help us that we get children, God, merciful, help that our children get good education, God protect my family. God please find me a job. And you know we human in this world have so many wishes <laughs> and so many problems. And finally we have to seek the shelter at the God's lotus feet. So this is called selfish bhakti. It means you will pray and definitely God will help you. Mm-hmm. Definitely God will help you. 
but that love should be unconditional love it should be that kind of love which we can say that i believe in the supreme and the supreme will help me second is the nishkam bhakti it means that what you hear me i hear you yeah okay the nishkam bhakti and nishkam bhakti means selfless bhakti it means you prayer mm-hmm. but you don't uh, ask for anything you love everyone but you don't ask for anything you work nicely for everyone and you know that you are praying to god for salvation that's all and mm-hmm. that is the nishkam bhakti now beside this there is another bhakti yoga called by the great sage narada mm-hmm. that's called the navadha bhakti the nine principle of bhakti yoga mm-hmm. and there comes like repeating name of god as a mantra going to the satsangs and respecting the holy saints mm-hmm. eating the holy books and working something nice for everyone so like this there are nine different points described in navda bhakti of the narada sutra the from the great says narada but main points are these two nishkam bhakti and sakam bhakti now here in these two points the disciple devotee of god krishna the arjuna he puts a very individual question to krishna mhm uh god what is a better if i believe a personified god a, a personal god like a krishna or like a rama or like buddha or like mahaprabhu ji mm-hmm. or shiva or a vishnu like this this is known as a person incarnated in human form like a gurudev you believe your master your guru because he is in the form of a person though he has a divine energy in him he is incarnation of the divine but still he is like a individual person so now the arjuna is asking if this personal bhakti to the god is better or impersonal it means the god which has no form the omniscient omnipresent which is in everything everywhere it's just like a sky that god does not have any name <coughs> sorry no problem god does not have any name and the form but still i believe that the oh krishna you are there all the times or god is there all the time what is better than in the 12th chapter it was a first question put by krishna and through this first question the 12th chapter entire 12th chapter 24 versions of the mantras with krishna is talking about this differences of the two so immediately krishna tells arjuna both are good both are equally good but as you are a human being you are a individual one and you have so many questions so many complications and problems so it is a better to have god in the form of the person it is called ishdevata personal god that can give you answers mm. and that is called the sanatan parampara living religion when you read a book it's okay holy book you can read ramayana or bhagavad gita or <coughs> quran or torah or you can read the uh, uh, upanishad these all holy books but if you have a question now when you read something whom are you going to ask how 
is this? And therefore, it is said, Gurur Brahma, the Gurudev is Brahma. Gurur Vishnu, he is the Vishnu. Gurur Devo Maheshwaraha, he is the Shiva. Gurur Sakshat Parbrahm, and Gurudev is the Supreme One. Tasme Sri Guruve Namaha, and I adore my salutation to my Gurudev, and therefore Krishna advised Arjuna to go through personal God. Can give you answer? Yes, absolutely. God, which can be with you, the God that can always be seen, that you can see Him, that you can feel Him, that you can speak with him. That's easier. So these are the two major points of the Bhakti Yoga. All the holy saints around the world, Bhakti Yoga, the devotion. So without devotion, without prayer, without meditation, without mantra, spirituality cannot develop and God-realization can be difficult. But you have to work for that. You have to give the time and you have to give your love, unconditional love. That's very, very important. So this is how, in very short, the Bhakti Yoga, there are many, many beautiful tales, many, many beautiful scriptures, books about the Bhakti Yoga. And I think when I come next time to the BC, the British Columbia, I would like to take the subject Bhakti Yoga. That's beautiful. I think that would be a wonderful thing. Yes, I think that would be a wonderful idea. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue with our interview. You are listening to Drishti Point on CFRO 102.7 FM, and we're back with Paramhans Swami Maheshwarananda. We've been talking about the four different yoga paths, Bhakti, Karma, Raja, and Jnana. Swamiji, can you tell us now about Raja Yoga? Yes, Raja Yoga is a beautiful another. And in the Raja Yoga, the Maharishi Patanjali, first in, it's called Ashtanga Yoga. Mm-hmm. Ashtanga Yoga means eight limbs of yoga. Eight limbs of yoga. Mm-hmm. And this eight limbs of yoga, Raja means the king. And king means yourself. And king must be disciplined. King has the power to decide and must follow the discipline. That's called Raja Yoga. And uh, there Maharishi Patanjali in his Yoga Sutra, what he says first, the Atha Yoga Anushasanam, in Sanskrit language, Raja Yoga, mm-hmm. Atha Yoga Anushasanam. He is instructing his disciples, saying, My dear, yoga begins with discipline, physical, mental, emotional, also in eating, drinking, working, whatever you are doing, there is needed the discipline. If there is no discipline, you cannot be successful. Therefore, first point in Raj Yoga, he said, the discipline. Secondly, he said, Atha, after Atha Yoga Nasasnam, Yoga Chitta Vritti Nirodha. Oh my students, oh my dear, through practicing of yoga, you have to crystallize you have to harmonize, you have to control your thoughts, then you can proceed towards your spiritual development. If you have too many thoughts, if you have too many wishes, if you have too many things, then you cannot. And therefore, you should always concentrate that your thoughts are one-pointed concentrated. In Raja Yoga, the Patanjali is saying, mm-hmm. first principle, it is a 
Patanjali Maharishi Patanjali, who lived thousand five hundred years before Christ, mm-hmm. and he gave this ten commandment. And this ten commandment, what he tells first, Yama, and second is called Niyama, third is called Asanas, fourth is called Pranayam, Pratyahara, Dharana, Dhyana, and Samadhi. So Yama and Niyama have ten principles. The first is called Ahimsa. Non-violent, those shall not kill. This is the words of great Saint Patanjali. Mm-hmm. Ahimsa. It means physically, emotionally, socially, intellectually, and financially, do not kill, do not damage anyone, non-violence. Neither violence towards the humans, nor towards the animals and birds, no violence to the nature, nor the violence to the five elements. Oh, my disciples, if you wish to lead a happy, healthy, harmonious, and spiritual life, then follow the five or ten commandments of the Patanjali, and through that you will get your salvation. That will be the last life, 8.4 million different creature cycle. That's only way to come out. Then, after Yama, mm-hmm. what he said in the Yama Ahimsa, then comes Satya, truthfulness. Many times we lie because of our selfishness. There's only one truth, and we should follow that one truth. And that is said in Shastra, Brahma Satya, Jagat Mithya. The final truth is the supreme one. All in this world, what we are doing and looking and checking, this everything is changing. It is called the world of changes, and that is not reality. Our body is changing, our feeling is changing, our thoughts is changing, our emotion is changing, our ideas are changing, the way of the life is changing, friendship is changing, the relation is changing, and out of the fear, out of the selfishness, many times we make a big mistake that we bring the others also in the trouble. Therefore, do not bring anyone in the trouble and find the ultimate truth. What is the truth? And therefore, the truthfulness, the ultimate truth is the God or your Atma. The second what he says, Asteya, non-stealing. Do not take away from anyone anything. Whatever is in your destiny, you will get it. And what you have got it, be happy with that. If you try to take more, it will not come to you. And if it comes, it will get lost. Therefore, do not steal the ideas. Do not steal the thoughts. Do not steal the intellectual work. And that's why we have now what we call the copyright. And do not steal the money. And so many things. Therefore, you should know what God has given to you, body, thoughts, feelings, prosperities, wisdoms, ideas. Just be happy with that and work in that. You will get more then. Then call the Brahmacharya, pure way of life. Brahma means the supreme Brahma is the highest one, and charya is thoughts. Always your thoughts are dwelling in the Supreme, not in this world, not in this maya. Brahmacharya means also the student life. A student, still do not finish their highest degree. They should not go to the cinema. They should not go to the worldly, interesting, no parties only studying and staying at home. Also, the brahmacharya means the celibacy, that you shall keep this 
divine energy which is within you that will keep you happy healthy and lead you towards the supreme goal and that is the third part point of the yama the fourth aprigraha do not collect anything it is said maharishi patanjali said thou shall not carry don't carry with you too many things you know in your destiny you are carrying everything god will give you everything why do you worry about it who has given the peak will give the food if he will not he is not capable to give you the food he will not give you the mouth to eat anything therefore trust in god so do not collect too much otherwise you will be very unhappy and fear for example now the whole world is suffering from this economical crisis mhm they are very terrible and happy and this and my bank shares and my money and this this is because of the human's greed maharishi patanjali said those are not carry those are not connect just said taiya itna dijiye jisme kutum samaye main bhuka nahi rahu sadhun bhuka jaye oh my lord give me that much in which i can feed my family i am also not hungry and if i have a guest they also don't go they are hungry those who have such a way of life they are most healthy and happy people they can sleep good they can meditate otherwise so many money so many positions you have then what is happening you have one under guard as a dog and you have a guard as a camera then you have a guard as a alarm and what not and still you are unhappy therefore maharishi patanjali says do not collect anything aprigraha then after this four points which is i told already mm-hmm. is called ahimsa satya asteya brahmacharya and aprigraha then five point he adds more from the that which may become the 10 commandments maharishi patanjali adds this five point more niyama the discipline in niyama first what he says is purity pure thoughts pure actions pure speaking pure way of living and also live in the clean place wash yourself regularly wash your dress and eat pure food eat the sattvic vegetarian food which has no content of meat fish eggs nothing coming from the tortured animals and only eat what mother nature gives you in the form of the fruits vegetables and the grains and mother cow which gives you the milk so this is called the discipline in purity then mm. second point what he saying santosh contentment whatever you get be happy in this in english it is said whatever you have be happy and that's it don't try to get more and more otherwise either you will not get and if you get you will lose it and when you will lose it you will be very unhappy then why should we invite the unhappiness while collecting or desiring more and more person who is content happiest person in the world and person who is not content is even not happy in the dream santoshi nar sada sukhi who has a content satisfaction that is ever and ever happy
the niyama is called tapa tapasya self control self discipline you should be able to say no to your thoughts you should be able to say no to your desires you should be able to say no i don't need so much so tapa is a self control or the power to endure pain pleasure cold heart hunger thirst name fame and so on therefore whatever however and how you are be happy be content then the fourth principle of the niyama mm-hmm. is called swadhyaya swadhyaya means study now this swadhyaya maharishi patanjali means do first read the holy authentic scriptures which is researched by great seers thousands of years vedas upanishads gita ramayans and many many other holy scriptures because there is the truth there you will find your answers so every day read nice books from great masters from great saints second the really finally the spiritual meaning of the swadhyaya means swa means the self and adhyaya means the chapter meditation when you meditate then go within thyself and study thyself what have you done in this life how many chapters you began in your life how many chapters you did not completed how many wishes desires problems is unsolved within you if this problems and unclarity is within you that you didn't follow your responsibilities you didn't follow your dharma obligations towards parents children neighbors you have to love your neighbors marathi papa tadri said because if your neighbor is unhappy and crying you cannot be happy and therefore it is said vasudev kutumbakam the whole world is a family of one god and so and you are the member of the god's family doesn't matter you have your own apartment you have your own house but your it is your brothers and sisters who have their house also beside you also your brothers and sisters birds they have their nest there also the creatures the ants they have also their nest there be nice to them love them feed them but don't kill and eat them that's the way to the god what he said here swadhyaya so know what you are doing and what you are doing should be as a sadhana as a practice so look within inner mirror of your heart then you will know everything what is happening within you many people are unhappy not from outside from inside they get a reflection from outside and then they are unhappy because they have done this or they couldn't fulfill this and they want to try to destroy others and talk the bad things but this is that person who has this problem within that person no one can help this person to come out only you have to do it you have to realize you have to accept then you have to prayer and work on it to purify this all thoughts and that's why parishi patanjali gave this 10 commandment ahimsa uh, uh the yama and niyama after that he comes to the raj yoga mm-hmm. asana physical exercises to keep your body 
healthy, relaxed, flexible, and comfortable. But here what he means, asana, means the comfortable posture where you can sit long time, meditate, without physical disturbances, that you can look within thyself to your chapter of your life, aim of your life, relation of your life, dharma of your life, and what is now the final aim to come to the God. But if your body is very discomfort, painful, your knees or your ankle joints or your back or your hip joints or your neck, then of course you are not within thyself. You are outside and that disturbs. Therefore, Maharishi Patanjali said, mm-hmm. with a very light diet and very scientifically designed Exercises like yoga and daily life, you have beautiful exercises. They are so gentle, anyone can do, and that will lead to the swadhyaya and self-control and the asanas. Therefore, yoga and daily life is the ancient science for the modern time. After that comes pranayama. Uh, asanas, and then comes the pranayam, the control of the breath. And here he means asana pranayam pratyahara, control of the energy. Very often we have a restless energy, very often we have some negative energy. We have many illnesses in the body because the energy is in the body not good. And Maharishi Patanjali is very scientifically explaining also in the book called Garen Samhita, Shiv Samhita, and Hatha Yoga Pradipika. These are the authentic books of yoga. One should read this. If one have not read that, one cannot understand what is the yoga. So Shiva Samhita, Garen Samhita and Yohati Yoga Pardipika, these three books, and Patanjali Yoga Sutra, and Swami Vivekananda's four volume of the four yogas, the hidden powers in the human, and then where the bhakti comes, Guru Bhakti, there's one book called Lila Amrit of Bhagwan Sri Deep Narayan Mahaprabhuji, written by His Holiness. Swami Madhavaranji. These are authentic books. After then comes Pratyahara. That is something beautiful. It means withdraw yourself from the external world. Withdraw thy senses from the external world. Do you hear me? Yes. Very clearly. And control your senses. And limit your desires, you will be happiest. So try to learn, try to say no to your senses. Try to say no to your tongue. You always like to eat particular taste of the food. You must overcome this and no, that I don't want because my habit is spoiling me now. Mm. Pratyahara is very important, you know. Mm-hmm. It's very, very important. So, withdrawing of your senses, withdraw thyself from the external world. It is said in Bhagavad Gita, God Krishna said about yogi, yogi is that one who can anytime withdraw the senses from the external world or anytime can again become extrovert like the animal which lives in the water and, and earth also, turtle. The turtle can any time bring the limbs out or pull the limbs again in. Similarly, yogis, indriyas, means the senses, mm-hmm. always active, always very, very active and very good. And he can any time withdraw and have a control over everything. When the dharana is successfully practiced. 
then come dhyana this means concentration without concentration we cannot come forward if you have no concentration you may cause accident and therefore the driver must have perfect concentration alertness driver should know who is behind driving what is who is coming from left side who is coming from right side and also what is in the front so the driver have all the four direction at the same time in his concentration in his at a at a awareness hmm if the driver looks only left and keeps on driving then will have accident or only looking in the back mirror who is behind and don't care about the front therefore yogi should also have the concentration ability to think and to control and to know entire world's relation with us and finally only one that's called the god that's final when the concentration is good that any time you can sit down and meditate without nikshepa means without disturbance then your senses are with you supporting you not disturbing you then patanjali said now it comes dharana now dharana dhyana after the dharana sorry dhyana mm-hmm. means meditation now meditation is key to the self when you can come to meditation it means you found the door open now to the god meditation is one with thyself without seconds meditation is that technique which will help you to overcome all your problem and you will be able to purify you will be your own doctor you will be your own psychologist the meditation happy are they who can meditate but not for one minute <laughs> otherwise people are sitting in meditation and thinking to go and buy some uh, vegetable people are sitting in meditation and thinking go where go to where to buy the good shoes sitting in meditation and thinking tomorrow with whom i will go in the cinema that is not a meditation meditation means that there no any thoughts no any disturbances no vikshepas no kalesas that is called perfect meditation one with thyself withdraw the senses and become one with your within self in your kingdom you are the ruler you are the king that's why it's called the yoga of the king when meditation will be successful then it comes called samadhi the final the highest level of the consciousness where the three thing becomes one the knowledge Mm-hmm. object and the knower these three merges into one nature the world the soul and the god this all three merges into one to the supreme there is no more karma there is no more destiny there is no more problem there you have a highway there is no crossing light there is nothing and that you come to this so it's only one who has tasted milk knows how milk tastes only one who has felt pain knows what is the pain only one who has loved knows what is the love and so only one who has experienced the samadhi knows what is the samadhi in this state of all dualities is dissolved there is neither day nor night neither darkness nor light no qualities or color everything is one in the supreme self this union of the self individual welcome again 
all my dear brothers and sisters, all the listeners. It's beautiful now. Yes, absolutely. It's beautiful to be with and to listen to such a such a great and very rich wisdom of the great holy land India. Yes, that's right. Yeah, these are the great saints, what they have given to the mankind, you know, we cannot uh, imagine. So much truth, so much wisdom, so much love, the richness of the life is given by those great saints through their Shruti and Smriti, through their meditation, concentration. Shruti means what they listen from their masters. Mm-hmm. And Shmati means what they remember and they bestow to their disciples. And some of them, they put in the notes of the, uh, the books. I can tell, my God, what kind of those humans were that they have such a great concentration and great mental power, even without any instruments, about anything. They just traveled through the universe, entire universe. It was the Indian rishis who said, there is a thousands of the millions of the sun systems in the universe. Still, that endless. And the entire creation, finally they came and they said, Yatha Brahmande, Tatha Pinde. What in universe is existing that exists, O man, in your body? And what is not in your body existing is not existing in the universe. Our each blood cells illuminating. Each blood cell is like its own sun system. Each blood cell represents the entire solar system and human is capable through the practicing of yoga, following the simple vegetarian diet, practicing asanas, pranayams, concentration, meditation, and so on. Then finally comes to the point that's called Jnana Yoga. Jnana means knowledge. There are many, many different kinds of knowledge. Technological knowledge, now we have the computer knowledge, we have also aeroplanes, we have many, 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 many different branches, but this all is known as a knowledge. But finally, what is the real knowledge? That's called Atma Jnana. When the Atma Jnana is realized, it means, who am I? Great Saint Sakracharya tells, Koham katam idam jatam, kove kartasya vidyate, who am I? From where do I come? What is the purpose of my coming here? What am I doing? And where it will lead me? Now this is answer to all your questions. This is a great saint, Sankaracharya said. So jnana means the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Jnana is the path where reality is discovered through insight, practicing and practice and knowledge. Jnana yoga has pure four principles. Viveka, Capacity to decide differences. Paragya, capacity, capable, mm-hmm. renounce. If you can renounce your wealth, your desires, your for earthly pleasure or possession, the mm-hmm. yogi has realized that all worldly pleasures are unreal and are therefore without lasting 
value. A Jnana Yogi seeks the unchanging, the eternal, supreme God. All things of this earthly realm are transitory and therefore a form of unreality. Reality is the Atma, the Divine Self, which is indescribable, eternal and unchanging. The Atma is comparable to space. Space is always space. One cannot burn or one cannot cut it. If we put up walls, we create single individual compartment. However, space does not change itself because of this. And one day when the walls are removed, mm -hmm. there only remains in the undivided endless space. So, paragya means to renounce. All selfishness, all desires, all greed, all anger, everything, <coughs> that's Vairagya. Then comes the Satsampati. Mm -hmm. And Satsampati means the six treasures within thyself. Practice, realize these six treasures. Sam. Sama means withdrawal of the senses and the mind from the external objects. Mm -hmm. Some control of the senses and mind to restrain oneself from negative actions, such as stealing, lying, and negative thoughts. So, Sama and Dhamma means withdraw the senses from the external object and observe and control them. Then comes Uparati, to stand above everything. Don't be attached, love them, help them, guide them, give them, but don't suffer for that attachment. Where there is love, there is a support, help, everything. Where there is attachment, there is a greed, suffering, fear, and confusion. Therefore, Uparati, be above everything. Hmm. Then comes the Titiksha. Titiksha means the self-discipline. And to endure through the overcome all difficulties, pain, pleasure, hunger, thirst, this, that. Uh, try to learn the life, how hard is the life. You see, when the ducks get little babies, mm -hmm. it brings them on the water pond and just let them go in. They have to learn to swim. They have to fight for their life. Similarly, our parents have brought in this world now. We have to learn. We have to awake our inner Talents how to overcome the different problems. Your mother or your father cannot always hold your finger. Or you hold their finger and walk life long with them. You have to decide. You have to be grown. Mm -hmm. After this comes Sarada. That is a final in yoga which is very important. Faith. Trust. In holy scriptures and the words of the master. This is the words of the master that master tells great Rishi, Sara, uh, Patanjali and many other Rishis and in the Upanishadas they said, Guru Vakya. He, the Rishi said to them, disciples, mm -hmm. my children, my disciples, I am the way to God. I will lead you to that what you are searching in. I am here as he is himself. And I bring this message as my Guru Vakya. And this is the words of the great Indian 
who lived thousands years before. Sarada, faith, trust, devotion, belief, the Holy Scriptures and the words, Guru Vakya, the words of the Master. Then comes Samadhan, to determination and purpose, whatever may come, our aspiration should always be directed solely towards our goal. Nothing should never be able to distribute us from this. So, decide my sankalpa, my decision, my way what I decided, I will never give up. Even the mighty Himalaya may shake, but my faith will not shake. My Gurudev will protect me. And always be in the center of the living master. Only the living master can lead us. Therefore, Sarada. Sarada in every incarnation of the gods, Sarada in the creation, beautiful creation of the God, love and Sarada in all creatures and the human, but finally Sarada in your Guru Vakya. And then comes the last Samadhan. And the Samadhan means that anything happens, Everything I will solve and I will remain on my way. The fourth point of the Jnana Yoga, Almumukhtva, mm -hmm. constant striving for God. Mumuksa is the Mumuksa is the burning desire in the heart to realize God and unity with the God. The supreme and eternal knowledge is Atma Jnana. The realization of our true self. Self-realization is the experience that we are not separate from God, but are one with God and all of life. When the realization down, then the boundaries of the intellect are opened and absolved. All encompassing love feels our heart, it also becomes clear that whatever harms others ultimately harms us. So finally we understand and obey the universal perception of ahimsa, non-violence. In this way the path of jnana yoga unites with the principle of the bhakti yoga Karma Yoga, Raj Yoga, and of course the Jnana Yoga itself. So in literally these are the four parts of the yoga classically divided or given by uh, Maharishi Patanjali who lived 1500 before Christ and he writes in his book called Patanjali Yoga Sutra. It has been really wonderful to listen to you describe in such detail these four paths of yoga. You know, many of us here in Vancouver who have been listening to you these past couple of weeks, we sincerely... First of all, I wish them a beautiful day and a wonderful evening and pray to God for all dear listeners good health, harmony, happiness in the family, spiritual long life, and God-realization. God bless you all. And I was very happy that in this way, from the far distance, thousands of the kilometers, <laughs> to the telephone interview, at least I can be with you all, dear brothers and sisters. Thank you for listening and looking forward to come to the Dristi point again and to give you some beautiful glimpse of the wisdom of the India called the pearls of the wisdom. 
Thank you also to the radio, Drishti Point, and our dear Farah. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Drishti Point. We dedicate our efforts to the health and happiness of our listeners and for the health and happiness of all living beings. <laughs>